0: Hello and welcome everyone back to another episode of Not Fighting. I'm Tyler Bishop and
1: I'm Jenna Bishop.
0: That's right. And we're finally kind of back on a regular routine a little bit with I the mean, podcast. We had, well, we <laughs> had to take a little bit of a hiatus just because we had different things going on. And then last week you were in Houston for the UFC. Yes, I was. Not Fighting, unfortunately.
1: No, but you Which know. is the name of the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> hopefully that's not why <laughs> man i feel like maybe maybe that's why i haven't been able to get a fight because we named our podcast not fighting yeah and so it's like the whole thing like, about like i'm not fighting the whole time
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man it actually it was dang make, it, it. It'd make for a great story what do we do It'd be like it was like i um, gotta change the name yeah
1: you have like a little Always water funny. in your nose oh sorry i just had to tell you thanks
0: thanks i appreciate it. that's how we gotta look out for each other always we used you to know ha-
1: that's how you know that somebody really loves you is when they tell you you have something in your teeth or that and kind of nose.
0: thing we used to do the yeah. thing where i'd be like is that a helicopter and it would just like stick my nose up yeah
1: you did that with your friend jerry more than me
0: yeah that's how you would know if there were, you have booger or not you'd be like is that a helicopter and they'd be like no nah, you're good <laughs> 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 but yeah so how how was houston
1: Um, I mean, Houston was hot and humid. Interesting. And.
0: (laughs) Actually, not at all.
1: (laughs) But it was fun. It was fun to go um, kind of be a part. You know, I got to do the Bellator thing once, like as a corner woman. And then I got to. Twice, actually. Yeah. But like. Yeah. Twice. Twice. But in the second – and then, you know, get to be the behind-the-scenes, the the UFC event, which I was telling somebody, I was like, I never even got to actually see the cage, like, physically see the octagon in front of me, like, at all. Because I was was always in the locker room or, like, the press conference stuff, they have it all blocked off. So I never got to go, like, into the area where, like, they were actually fighting, which is kind of funny. But – um, it was so cool. The like, grand
0: conspiracy from the MMA community to just keep you as far away from the cage as possible.
1: I know they don't want me to fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was cool. It was, it was a good experience. I think it was fun, you know, cause I had, um, I was with two, two girls that were fighting on the, the, um, the card and, um, you know, Angela got to do like the press conference and stuff. And so it's kind of cool to see that. And then I was, I, kind of followed her around in some of her, like, little, like, press, like, like, media stuff, um, watching her, like, do all the interviews and photos and things like that, um, so it's just kind of cool to see, like, you know, how it all goes down, and then you're, like, hanging out in the hotel the whole week, and just all the people are there, and everybody's, like, really accessible, and I think that's kind of a thing where, like, you know, in martial arts, like, in, especially in, like, mixed martial arts and, like, jujitsu and stuff, like, your your idols, like, the people that you, like, really, like, are, like, oh, my God, like, they're a lot more accessible, especially when you're an athlete and, like, involved in the sport um, than I feel like any other, sp- like, major sport. Like, I don't feel like I could just, like, random, like, like, be at a hotel with, like, football players, like, and be walking Although around and we did him.
0: casually uh, end up meeting and having a like long conversation with a guy that ended up being an Olympic gold medalist in swimming,
1: yeah. But then he goes to our church, and you know, shout out to him, like uh, Michael. Yeah, Michael. but like, um, but that like he goes to our church, and not I think, Michael Phelps. Oh, uh, it's true. Yeah, but Olympians is different than like because Olympic athletes. I've met plenty of Olympic athletes. I'm talking about like like professional athletes, like. <laughs> We've ran into, we've ran into a couple of like professional football players and stuff. Yeah. But you just kind of casually run into them. It's not like, you know, you could just be like hanging out with and introduced to just random football players like Although all the you time. I did
0: have a friend that was like dating one of the Rams cornerbacks for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, and he came to my house, <laughs> my parents' house. <laughs> so yeah, but he's kind of a douchebag.
0: Yeah. But that's the thing is like, mm-hmm. I think that's what maybe uh, it's, it's weird. Like you had a weird instance in the locker room here recently where somebody was like, ah, I've never met somebody that was famous before. And you were like, I don't really know how to address that.
1: It's yeah. Like- and, 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 at the Jitsu at, at the academy after I taught women's class and a girl was like, oh my God, like you're, you're kind of famous. And I'm like, not really. <laughs> no, like, and yeah. no, I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> Like people in the community of Jiu Jitsu know who I am, but I'm not famous by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of things in just generally the culture have shifted a lot where, you know, uh, people I've I've heard a lot of people have this take. But like the idea that like you won't have another like Michael Jackson or someone like this, like this transcendent type of celebrity, because the way that things are now with the with the Internet and just the 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 attention gets divided among so many things that you tend to find celebrity in your sort of niche or like whatever types of like areas of interest that you have. Uh But there's no like all encompassing one. Cause
1: even, even like the um, people like on TikTok or Instagram YouTubers that have like millions and millions of subscribers. It's like there could be somebody who's like legitimately famous on like, like making like, like, a crap ton of money on instagram or or on like youtube and i wouldn't know who they are yeah you know but like they have a huge following and most people know who they are you know like the a lot of the like beauty influencers that i follow like you don't know their names but they have millions and millions of subscribers and like they're pretty famous by most accounts like but in that industry.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, jiu-jitsu really is like similar in that way. And I would describe like jiu-jitsu athletes is very similar to like you said. Well, that's an Olympic athlete. I've met Olympic athletes before. The accessibility Uh is there because they're normal people. Yeah. Well, they're all normal people. But one of the things that I find interesting about it is that like you have both the like the cultural phenomenon and the like the aspect of like how many followers you have and Mm -hmm. you know like what people or whatever but i remember thinking this like 10 years ago when i met hicks and gracie yeah because uh for the first time i was like oh my god it's hickson you know and i like got my picture with him and stuff and i just remember he had like a line that formed behind him at the jiu-jitsu tournament where all these people like wanted to get their picture with him and then i thought to myself like it's funny because he probably could walk into a starbucks and then like stand in line and no line is forming behind him to get pictures. You know like nobody people, knows who he is. No, he's just a guy with a like, you know, English is clearly person. his second language and <laughs> you know like it's they it's don't they have no idea.
1: Yeah. Which um I did see and I didn't get to talk to this person, but I was in the locker I was room. you going to bring this up? And Takashi 69 just like walked right in front of me like he was going to the floor with Sean O'Malley, and I was like, that's Takashi69. Dude, you should have been like, snitch! <laughs> I mean, I wanted to so bad. I wanted to so bad. What's he so going to do about it? You know, like,
0: Nothing. fight you? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's going to lose. Yeah, he's oh my God. There'd he's be no tight. better way to blow up.
1: My God, that would have been the best thing. I should have started oh, a fight with Takashi69. So- that would have been the best thing Dekashi ever. Takashi69
0: gets street baron boloed.
1: Also, like, how many gangsters would be on my side after that? Yeah, they'd be like, if yeah, I <laughs> yeah, beat yeah. up a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm not in a gang, but, like, come on, man. Like, Tell me more about get this. stitches.
0: <laughs> Tell me more about this Jenna Bishop girl. And they're like, well, she's from St. Louis. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on
1: board. <laughs> <laughs> Which, speaking of St. Louis...
0: Oh yeah, it's a great point.
1: My fight is not happening. That's because right because I cannot get licensed in the state of Missouri.
0: And there's, there's. Please do not message anyone from the state of Missouri. Uh, they it's
1: out of their hands. They, they would love to license me, but because of other people being douchebags in the state and like getting licensed before they should have, and I think that that's on their that's that's on them, but. Yeah, Anyhow, so
0: to make a long story short. I can't uh, get
1: licensed because I don't have enough experience.
0: Yeah, they they have new uh, regulations in place um, around first-time pros. And if there was an exception to be made, they'd make it Virginia. They can't. She's going to go fight pro in another state first. And then, you know, hopefully one day get a chance to fight as a pro in Missouri.
1: Yeah, in my hometown. But um, that being said, hopefully... So what I've been told so far, I'm still waiting for confirmation on this, but what I've been told is that the next LFA um, card will be September 24th. And I don't know what state it will be in, but hopefully in a state that doesn't have crazy restrictions. Arizona. First time (laughs) pros. And um, so hopefully I can, you know, it's supposed to be same opponent, same um, and just in a different state, in a different date. So, hopefully, in six weeks, I'll be fighting. That's my that's my goal. Yeah. I'm just and waiting on confirmation on that. And that's certainly what we're hoping for. Because otherwise, I'll be crying. Yeah. You know I what? already cried a lot. We're <laughs> going to have to
0: change the name of this podcast for sure if uh, something falls through or something happens. We'll just change it to, like, r- ready to be fighting. <laughs>
1: No, just we find everybody. <laughs>
0: um uh, and then how we spell everybody is going to be an issue because we're gonna, I don't know it's going like to be the like, audience like is it's going to
1: be how Chingy would would <laughs> spell it. Honestly, I And I hope everybody knows who Chingy is. Well, I don't want to guess
0: how Chingy would spell anything, but
1: um E R R R R R number 9 B O D Y space bar. Cactus emoji, which I started following Chingy on Instagram because I was like, "Oh, he's alive!" I wonder what he's been up to. And I've been staying, in, I've been staying up to date on Chingy.
0: Interesting that he's alive. You know. Yeah,
1: I mean, why wouldn't he be? I don't know. He's, he's from not that old. He's from St. Louis. I, I mean, mean, it's a
0: statistics thing, really. True, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but no, but one of the things I wanted to get into in the podcast, and you know, we got a chance to kind of start off on all the things that we're kind of tying up uh, from previous ones and keeping everybody up to date on your fight crew. But, um, something that I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up and discuss a little bit is, uh, the recent sort of reckoning that, uh, Jitsu has had with, um, sexual assault allegations mm-hmm. and the full spectrum of what that is and means everything from like rape to just like a general shittiness from, from people that are involved mm. in jujitsu. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I kind of tease this on Instagram. I, I feel a lot of different ways about it. And I've sort of shifted my thinking on this. I really hate people that are self-righteous. Uh, <clears throat> my my guard immediately goes up and I have a disdain for people that sort of like uh, proselytize and sort of like mm. espouse different things. Mm-hmm. I just think mm, y- y- I need to investigate you for whatever You're hiding is. something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah. I've always been remiss to like want to speak my mind about this. But yeah. it is something where it's like. If the people that um, well,
1: honestly, too, though it's like it's something that you know you don't speak out against because like then you get ostracized in some sort of way. Like it's it's not something that you know people want to talk about or want to acknowledge. And yeah, it's so, uncomfortable, especially as a woman you know i think that's why people don't talk about it or like that's
0: why we haven't talked about it on this podcast if we're being honest yeah
1: i mean we've we've kind of we've kind of like touched on the subject a little bit here and there um but i think it's a really big problem like and then when when major players in the community start to expose it then that's when um i think a lot of it gives it gives people more um courage yeah to it, come out and it definitely speak about it people yeah and so i think that it's important to do that i think it's something that it really bothers me um it bothers me to my core like it, it it makes me i don't know like it gets me really emotional because i think you know i've had so many women come up to me and you know being a leader and i've i've kind of been in that that role my whole career almost like and as a, like i've been a jiu-jitsu instructor and it bothers me because i've had so many women who have had like sexual abuse or just any kind of like abuse like from men um particularly that um they come to jiu and they use their that's like a healing thing for them you know like they use jiu as a way to heal from that abuse and a way to like, um, empower themselves and to like, overcome the situation because it's like, now I know how to protect myself. Now I know how to, um, you know, fight back. And I didn't, that was something that in that scenario, when I was abused, I didn't have the, those skills or that, that ability. And so jujitsu can help heal And I think that's the whole purpose of it. It's a self-defense. It's like at its core, it was created as as self-defense, you know, for a smaller person to be able to protect themselves and defend themselves against a bigger attacker, you know? And so I think that's why it really gets me, like, emotional and gets me mad when I hear all these stories of women and children being taken advantage of and abused by their professors or by other jiu-jitsu practitioners because it should be a safe space. It should be the place where they can go to escape that and learn a skill to protect themselves in the future.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, something that you and I have talked about before, but it's like I, I, I dislike the word like empowerment because I think it's uh, – It becomes like an empty, meaningless word a lot of times because I I hear the words like female empowerment a lot. And um, it's like, yeah, but these are platitudes. Like saying something doesn't actually empower someone. Um, Speaking out can, um, but just like empty words and empty promises don't. But jujitsu in of itself totally can be, right? Like kind of you mentioned both the actual very practical application of like defending yourself against the attacker and then also this sort of like – feeling of like development and like learning a sense of like you have some control over something yeah uh where you um may not have before and this is where where i got to with it um there's been a couple different instances in my life in different walks or i guess uh different facets of it uh that are unrelated to jitsu where i've been uh exposed to situations where it's like somebody that I knew or was really close to was either affected by or the perpetrator of something. Mm -hmm. And you just look at it and you're like, how did I miss this? Yeah. You know? And
1: I think of the thing, and you, you hear this time and time again with people who are close to the offenders, um, where they're like, well, I just can't even believe that, you know, he would do that. Like he was such a good person and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Like you, you can't, you can't believe it sometimes, but believe it because I have been in that same scenario where I'm like, that guy, like that guy did that. Like you think you know somebody and they, and people are really good at hiding their like, their like, I don't know, the bad part of themselves, like especially predators and people who are yeah. kind of like, you get these like kind of sociopaths, like the, you, the people who are... Are like sexual predators and like pedophiles and things like that. They don't. They don't have the same thinking patterns. They don't have the same like. They don't. They don't function on the same like plane that the rest of us do. See,
0: I think they do, and that's that's where I I what do you I mean just, I, So I see the aspects of game theory uh, to their methodology applied the same way that they do to other people and the way that incentives drive them. Um, you think about somebody that cr- wants to climb the corporate ladder or something yeah. like that. Somebody that like. Even if they do it in a completely, like, um, I guess, ethical way, um, uh, you know, the goal is to get to the top, yeah. right? And so you're but maneuvering but, but the whole time.
1: But what's the goal? But you know what I'm saying? That's, like, that's, that's a, what I'm
0: saying is with, with with these predators, what you have is somebody is, like, the goal is to, like, usurp power because it's a form of, like, currency with them. And what is it that they ultimately want? It's, like, they want that power because there's something that's, like...
1: But I think that's the difference, though, is, like... A lot of people it's not it's not the goal isn't the power like people it's a s- currency start in jiu Jitsu just because you are a fan of the sport you enjoy the sport but there's people that are messed up in the head that operate differently than the rest of us and so when they get to that black belt level they abuse their power people are gonna abuse their power no matter what but I think it's a different it's a whole like different type of person that does it in a way that destroys other people's lives yeah and takes something from other people like i think it's different to abuse your power and just kind of be like a jerk to everyone around you because you think you're better than them and versus like taking someone's innocence taking someone's something from somebody that and that's why i don't think that they operate on the same level like you you and i like number one like i mean you're you're driven you you're successful you want to be the best at everything that you do but not because of uh you want to be more powerful than everyone you just want to be better like i want to be the best at everything i do not because i want it's not the a power thing like i just want to be the best at what i do and i want to be successful like that is different than wanting to gain power so you can abuse other people i
0: I couldn't agree more and that that's kind of my point is that it's the same sort of drive that you and i have to want to be the best at everything except it's completely directed at a completely foreign goal which is to basically get power so that you can um take advantage of other people and i think you know you and i were talking about this earlier today um this is not unique to jiu-jitsu i mean it's not if if we want to talk about topical things you have the governor of new york what depending, I, I have no idea. I'm not well read on that situation. I've heard just basically like parody, Apparently takes. he's
1: just Italian, yeah. <laughs> I so don't know. it's like
0: I won't speak to that, but it's like you have this no. taking place in that respect. Uh, you definitely see it in the corporate world. I work in the, the digital media industry. Um, every com- media conglomerate, I mean, uh, that's, every we, year, you see it everywhere. Getting,
1: that's why we have the whole Me Too movement, the whole Believe Women hashtag, that kind of thing. Like, um, it's everywhere, and I think women are, have women and children have been, like, you know, subjected to this kind of abuse for a long time, and I think there's a lot of things that is bothersome that's, it's normal. I think if you talk to most women, I think, I don't know, I mean, I don't know, but, like, um, all of my friends, all of the women in my life, I know that at some point have been, at least made uncomfortable yeah. by a man in a certain scenario. So I think for men, it's hard for them to sometimes understand, especially somebody like like you're somebody who would like, you don't take advantage of people like that in that same way. You don't, man, woman, child, like you're not that kind of like, you're not a sociopath. You don't know me. In some. <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> but like, I think it's hard for sometimes for men to understand Women and how we feel like in those scenarios, like I, and it's very different. Sexual abuse versus like um, sexual harassment or uncomfortability, um, just making or you just... feel uncomfortable, or like. You know, different scenarios. Or second, like,
0: even just feeling like a second class citizen, you know, yeah, or something like that. Or just like made that.
1: to feel lesser than. It's like, it's very different. You know, there's like different levels to this thing, but I think all, and almost every woman that I know has at least made to be feel like lesser than or had like some kind of harassment thing where by somebody in a um, position powerful, of power. Yeah, position of power over them. And so. I think that's where people. I think it. What bothers me is like a lot of men get, get like make judgments of like, well, why didn't you like react yeah. or why didn't you say something or why didn't you do this? And it's like you don't understand how you feel powerless in that scenario to where you kind of freeze. Like I've had bosses say things to me before that um, were sexually harassing, you know, and I was like, named like 1920 at the time and these things are being said to me and I'm just like that's messed up but then also like he's my boss and then like I and don't you know. look around
0: you see the world not reacting and
1: nobody reacts to it and it's just like commonplace and it's just like okay is this or do I just accept this and I move on but you know you don't know when you should say something or when you sh- if, or if you just just like brush it off and i think more than not like you should say something yeah. you know you should say some if somebody's making you feel uncomfortable or like um commenting about certain things where you know you just i, I just think if you feel uncomfortable you should say something
0: yeah and if think-
1: and if or if you're not comfortable saying something try and find a way out of that situation which is not always easy
0: yeah and i think this is where i feel like leadership and responsibility are inexorably linked and um yeah this is something where it's like i started off by saying like i don't like people that are (coughs) self-righteous or proselytizing and i think a lot of people share my sort of disdain for that i find that like those i do too yeah for sure i think most of a lot of people do and i think in many cases those among us that that do feel that way that have been exposed to charlatans are immediately have our guards up and we fear being that that person being being another person to to like keep your eye on because why are they speaking up why are they mm-hmm. proselytizing this this like holier than thou mm-hmm. attitude but I I've sort of thought about this differently in the last I don't know probably since this kind of recent one where I started to think about it and I was like no I do need to speak up and say something because. I do feel like I know, like I know myself. I I've been exposed to you. Every student that you have that mm-hmm. you've ever gotten that has already done jujitsu before that has come to you, come to your classes or whatever, they all have some kind of story, ranging yeah. from like the things that would that are on the same level as what you're seeing now with the the allegations against fight sports, uh, the the allegedly the Marcel uh, guy. I won't even say his last name because it's like. Why, Whatever. Why give him the press? Um, but yeah, like so that guy um, and him committing sexual assault against a, somebody that was 16 years old um, to you know s- smaller stuff that's like definitely not on the same uh, level as that, but but still significant. And seeing that and going, you know, like that's allowed to occur because enough people aren't sharing and professing like outwardly that that's not acceptable yeah and what that ends up looking like is that when that stuff happens like you said somebody pops their head up and they're like is that okay is what's happening here okay and you look around and it doesn't seem like anybody really cares or is paying attention Mm -hmm. and then you go okay that just must be the way that things are
1: well i had a conversation with a woman she was visiting our gym. She's looking for a new place to train. She mm, has I know what you're talk in, about. in so she has been in a scenario where number one, this guy, I know who he is and he is not a good person. Um he has been accused of many things um here recently that are um either just inappropriate behavior with women specifically, and he's not sane. And so one of the things she was saying, though, is like, you know, if he was the, he's the professor, he's the black belt, but when, if he was having a bad day, he would come in and all the students were like, he'd take it that out on everybody. And he was very abusive in his words and his manners and everything that he did um, on the mat because he would take out his own personal frustrations on the people that were there, like, uh, or all on his students. And so for that, like, she just like, I just thought this was normal. Like, I just assumed it was normal because this was her first interaction and this our her first experience with, you know, jujitsu in general. And I'm like, that is not normal. You know, that is not normal by any standard. That is not how it should be. Like, we are at a gym where, you know, Professor Johnny is somebody who, I know when he's having a bad day because we have a closer relationship, but he's not going to let the students know that. Like, we all have bad days, and we come in, and you don't take it out on those people. You leave that at the door, and you go on about your life, and you, you teach, and you make sure that your students have a good, enjoyable experience because they're paying for a service. They're not paying for you to, like, abuse them because you've had a bad day, you know? And so, and that's like that's, like, on the, like, low end of the things of, it escalates from there, and this guy has definitely escalated those things, um, from just being, like, mean to his students because he had a bad day to abusive to women, um, in multiple ways, and so I think that's unfortunate because I think a lot of people, they start an academy where they get abused, they get those, those, like, really negative experiences, and then they quit, and, it should be so much the opposite. Like, yeah. I think that's what bothers me is like, I understand, like, I don't know. I don't understand it, but like, I feel like it's acceptable. Like in the world, like the workforce, all these other things, there's going to be bad people. There's going to yeah. be things that like happen to you that aren't great, but jujitsu The Jiu-Jitsu Academy should be like a safe haven. And it makes me so angry that there's so many cases of sexual assault. And I think it gets swept under the rug because the people that are either doing this or are the leaders of these gyms are revered in such a way as a legend in the sport or as a whatever, like in the sport that like we can't tarnish their image because of this bad thing that they did you know yeah and it's like no like there's a time to separate like i've realized that there's a lot of times where i can separate the person's ability on the in in jujitsu versus who they are as a person but we can't separate those things when they're abusing other people yeah and i think that's like The thing that, you know, I was telling somebody earlier this week, but I'm like, the community, the jiu-jitsu community is so good at, like, calling out and destroying people who have fake black belts. Like, the moment you find out about this person had a, like, gave themselves a black belt and they're, like, fake in the sport, we will jump all over that and we will destroy that person's life and make them feel like, like, ruin everything about them. We need to do the same thing. That we do for fake black belts as we do for sexual predators in the sport. And like, I don't understand why it's not even... It should be greater if it's a sexual predator versus somebody who, you know, just had a fake belt. Yeah. Because they're not doing that much harm.
0: And I think that's where (laughs) we really do need to like be able to separate the the varying aspects of each case is unique in of itself. Because I think what happens is the community and also people have a tendency to be like, well, this is like this scenario, or this is like that scenario. No, they're all different. Each uh-huh. each scenario is different. You mentioned that jiu-jitsu sort of has one of these every few years mm-hmm. where it's like everybody pays attention. It was the, um, I won't even say the name, but uh, a U.S.-based Maryland instructor uh, had kind of a mass exodus from no, the No, I will
1: say it, Lloyd Irvin's team. like because Allegedly. Like, no, it was not Allegedly. It was a team Lloyd Irvin thing with this kids from his school raped a student in a parking garage. It was on video and that kid, that Nick guy, I don't even know his last name, is still practicing jiu-jitsu and is trying to get around. And that is BS. That is not allowed. These people shouldn't like we should know their names so that when they come to our schools, we're like, No, you're not allowed here. You shouldn't be allowed to practice the sport anymore. Yeah. Anywhere. I don't care who, like, I don't care who I offend, you know? Like, Lloyd Irvin was accused of a rape scenario, and many of, like, not only the kids who abused one of his students, but there's other people on that team that were accused of assault and rape in different scenarios. So, I don't, I'm not saying that his team, that team is the only team that, like, has, um... Like it's not just a team problem. Like the right right now the fight sports is like they're being under they're under all the scrutiny and like there's other cases coming out. This is not unique to one team. This yeah. is this is happening in the sport I think- all over the place. Claudia Duval had the same thing like what was that like a year ago or yeah. I don't know and it's like that happened with Delahiva And then, like, she accused him of all these things, and then it just kind of just, like, it was a thing for, like, a month, and then, like, nobody talks about it anymore. Yeah. Because, you know, he created this whole guard, you know?
0: Yeah. And And I think, and it's, then, you know, it's the same thing that's happened to women throughout history, where it's like, well, it's a he said, she said thing. But the reason why that happens is because, you know, you mentioned earlier, it's like a lot of these women, they end up quitting, and who who's to blame them like why wouldn't yeah they? like it's a, it's a miracle that they don't quit um and it brings to light something that um you know i experienced in a different facet of life i mentioned earlier um where unbeknownst to me there was someone that uh i i admire a lot somebody that i've watched uh, female develop a lot as a as a person since she was younger and um Found out later on that someone that we both uh, worked with was basically uh, abusive to them. Um, won't go into any other details or anything like that. But um, specifically, it was amazing to me that the person basically just didn't quit. Like didn't leave, yeah. didn't abandon everything because of it. And in that in that light, like she was able to bring out something that no one else was aware of, or at least my myself in a leadership position wasn't aware of. And um, because of that, like we were able to solve that and systemically i think everybody collectively inside of the organization felt more emboldened to like come out and say something if something like that was to occur again and i think it's not until that happens until you feel like the people around me have got my back and they're not going to cover for this person or Mm -hmm. the community's not going to cover you mentioned to me um prior to this like you know uh, growing up early on in life you, you you were very involved in 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 the church you went to bible school for mm-hmm. a year yeah. and um you know you saw a lot of that where it's like people would cover for the pastor's kid or for yeah. the pastor themselves or something like that and even if that's not the case even if the community would have your back the fact that like these things don't get brought to light people assume a lot of times that someone won't and it's not until everyone collectively voices the fact that you're like I really like the term "time's up" much better than "me too." "Me mm-hmm. too" sounds like, oh yeah, like "me too." And I have not been. I have not
1: been sexually assaulted. I've been harassed. I've been in situations that make me feel uncomfortable. But I have not been abused in a way that some of, the, like a lot of these women have. And so, I don't want to. I don't want to... Cheapen take, in those
0: experiences. Yes, cheapen
1: that for them. Like, my trauma is not the same as your trauma. Like, we don't have even to... Even
0: two people that experience very significant trauma that's greater than either of us have ever had to deal with. It's like, to even say that those two are like like, oh, them I just them don't want to downplay
1: anybody's, like, scenario. And I don't want to say, like... I don't... I don't know. Things, things happen, and it's really hard for people to um, talk about them. And... I I even understand not wanting to talk about it just because it's hard for you. I think that's why I get mad when people are like, well, why didn't you say something when it happened? Well, like, maybe I just wasn't ready to talk about it because, like, sometimes when you have a traumatic incident, it's like, you need to process it before you can even talk about what actually happened. It's like, what just happened to me? I don't know even how to, like, explain it or, like, is this normal? Is this, like... Am I like crazy? Whatever you yeah. go through, all these things because like it was really traumatic, and so you need everybody has to talk about things at their own time at their own pace, and so you can't you can't say well like well this is like you know this is
0: what I would have done because yeah. you you don't know like, what you would have done and did happen also, to you. You're also taking a logical approach to it to where it's like you and I were talking about this before as well. It's obviously something we've talked about a lot, but like you know, it's like when somebody gets out of a cult where it's like you're so close to something, you don't really realize how crazy life was until you're out of it. It's the same thing where it's like, you take this time to like process what's happened and then you realize like, wait a minute, like this isn't normal, this isn't okay. It's same, same thing with people in abusive relationships. If it was that simple, or just like that cut and dry. You would never have a woman that's like basically in an abusive relationship. Because you're like, the guy hit you. Why wouldn't you just leave? Like yeah. That's what makes sense, right?
1: I mean, I've had... I, I worked with a girl um a long time ago who was in a really... I mean, that's why we like you know, like this battered woman syndrome. It's like you keep going back to your abuser because they make you feel some type of way to where they either scare you into thinking you can't talk about it or can't leave or they make you feel like, well, they actually love me. Like they just don't, like this is just, they, they don't know how to show up properly or they like they mess with your mind well, it's in a my way. my fault. Yeah, or yeah, make you believe it's your fault. And so they mess with your mind in this way to where you don't even see what you're in, you know, they make you, like, crazy, and so, I think, you know, but the girl that I work with, and it's like, she wound up, this guy kept beating her, and she would come into work, and she would be bruised, she'd be missing chunks of hair, because they got into a fight, and it was, like, really bad, abusive situation, like, I mean, she'd she, punch her in the face, you'd rip her hair out, like, bad, bad situation, and then, you know, she came into me, and she's pregnant by this guy, and now she's, like, freaking out, and she's, like, all upset, and she's beating herself up more than anything for going back to the situation. And I'm not there to judge her. I'm not. I'm. That's the thing is, I think that we can't victim blame. We can't judge other these women for how they respond to these things because I haven't been in that that specific situation. Like everybody's very different, and like you're not going to act rationally in those scenarios because it's not a normal situation and i think unfortunately it's more normal than we think because it yeah. happens more regularly than we think but
0: the fact that the all the women that come to your classes that have been at other schools like you'd be rem- you, it'd be rare to find someone that didn't basically have some kind of story that was on this spectrum of, like, inappropriate. You know what I mean?
1: But I think the thing that it makes it so hard, especially in this sport, for women to come forward about is that they all get hushed. They all get told to, like, well, don't tell anybody about this. Like, we're going to make this... This is going to be something that, like, we'll handle internally, but, like, don't make it a deal, you know? And, like, these men, these, these abusers get, you know... They are um what's the word I'm looking for It's like they get taken care of of like yeah. by their people, you know it all gets brushed under the rug so that they're not made to look bad because it makes everybody around them look bad and instead of guys in the people in in power, like the people in charge in these leadership roles taking like that and like taking a real stance on it and actually you know there's crazy girls out there who are going to make up stories and like so i don't think that you would should you have been exposed to that and as i've as been well? exposed to that so i'm definitely not one who says like you should believe every story that you hear because i think there's a lot of women who want attention and they know that that's an easy way to get it and so um i'm not saying that that's a scenario going on right now i would say what, what if you need to be in an environment where like you feel comfortable going to the people in leadership roles in a, the authority figures and like letting them know what's going on and I think if you are a leader or authority figure you should be like okay whether or not if those chart take those charges those allegations very seriously and do your due diligence find the get to the bottom of the story and and like the person being accused should be removed from like any like dealings capacity
0: with. to to execute that same sort of behavior
1: yes instead of covering up for them and i think that's the thing that bothers me is there's a lot of there's so many men that are legends in this sport that i've heard stories of them abusing and i think the whole community knows that this person sexually assaulted a, a woman or one of his students, and I mean, I'm talking about people who have been like, I mean, legends uh, yeah. uh, by and, like. And in, the thing is, is like enough the, people know, and people know about this, but somehow it doesn't get talked about. It gets it gets hushed, and like, why? Why are we protecting them?
0: Because you, well, I think one of the things you have to be really careful of, and this is something that I, um, you know. I thought about this the other day. There's there's five people in my entire life where no matter what, I got their back. Like, yeah. no matter what I would hear about them, I would have their back. But you're one of those people, and then three of the other people are my mom, dad, and sister. Yeah. And I've got one other. And the reason is because this one other person, it's it's funny, he said something really profound to me when we were talking about a mu- mutual, I guess, like peer acquaintance in jiu that had been – accused and subsequently it's verified and there's I, I think enough evidence mm-hmm. here um that, that they did something very um just wrong in general yeah. but it's in the same mode and the person was uh not only were they a judicial professor, but they were also a cop, um and they were like fired from the police force and know we joked around it's like you can shoot a black man in the back in the middle of the day uh and they'll just put you on leave but to actually get fired it's like you know they've got some kind of evidence you did something wrong Uh and this is someone that you know um he was talking to other people that were still in or in and around that person and they were like well this is actually what happened and i think and did you hear and did you find and he's like "Whoa, whoa whoa Why are we giving this person the benefit of the doubt? Da- like, you don't even know these details. Like, why would you immediately jump to defending this person? Uh-huh. Like, I know, like, sometimes you know somebody's character and you want to defend them or whatever. Um, but in this case, it's someone where it's like, clearly yeah, know their character. clearly we know enough to know that the person they they pretend to be or the person that they uh, claim to be are... Is it not who they were. Is not who they are. So why would you, in any instance, give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and just assume and make these excuses when,
1: when you know that they've deceived you in some way? Like, why yes. are you going to give them any benefit of the doubt because they've deceived you on on a little on in by like pretending to be somebody that they're not so it's like if you can pretend to be that person like I can't jump I can't say that you haven't done these terrible things it's too it's like
0: I don't know this other person but I also know that I like all of a sudden like I can't give you the benefit of the doubt I yeah. think that's one of the things we all have to do collectively is realize that this is a f- this is a fact of how predators operate is they put themselves in position to where they can be above approach. Uh-huh. Um, it's they they build this is a defense system that they've built around them so that the people that are in around them will have their back and defend them despite the fact that like there's no reason for them to. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's where it's like you know you hear something or. You, something like that you mentioned like the legends of the sport or whatever that a lot of people know it's like instead of being like well i heard this or i heard that you know there's two sides to every story the the difference is is the reaction should be like has anyone found out more about this like what's going on with that like get the details because Mm -hmm. that's where all of a sudden people will realize it's not commonplace it's not okay time is up in that, and like, I
1: think, you know, especially with our sport, a lot of these – I'm not saying that all the, all the offenders are Brazilian, but, like, because it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu, there's a lot of Brazilians over here in the States, and I've seen this happen before, but, like, they, like, leave the country so they don't get, like, legal repercussions on them. Like, they, like, flee before anything can happen, which is, I think, kind of – I was – I think – It sucks because I was trying to, like, find more information on, like, what actually happened legally. This guy, that Marcel guy, like, admitted that he slept with a 16-year-old woman or girl and child. And um, pleaded insanity. And pleaded insanity. Like, that was he was trying to plead insanity. But I didn't see what charges. And then I saw that he went back to Brazil so that he didn't have to face any jail time. And it's, like, that's something that happens. There's another case of a jiu-jitsu practitioner that got um accused of rape and then like left the country but then went into rehab and all this other stuff and it's like i i feel like those i, I what made me angry as i was trying to find out what happened in those things to see like if there's like any validity to the story or not like and, and there's then it no just, there's nothing there's nothing that happened like you can't find it out and i don't know you know I, and it's like why, we are, we not, root, we why are we not we can root these
0: things out faster Is if as a community, you start asking these questions. Like I think that Stop that's
1: covering up for these people.
0: And I think that it's the, it's, we all have a responsibility to be able to figure out like, what is going on with that? Like mm-hmm. be curious because even if you're like, well, it's not my business. It's all of our business because here's the thing is somebody, if you're listening to this podcast, there's somebody that you know, or you have been close to a situation like this in some facet of your life guaranteed yeah and that mere fact speaks to you are either observing or you're taking part and sometimes those things are interchangeable and the reason is because these things are facilitated by passivity the reason why you have totalitarianism and you have like egomaniacal people that are able to gain power is because good people stand by and watch it happen Mm -hmm. and the least that we can all do is start asking questions Mm -hmm. and start rooting these things out so that it's not allowed to like basically grow and fester it's like having something that's dirty and knowing that it's dirty underneath something but knowing that no one sees it so you're like i'm not really interested in cleaning it right now we all need to just go and look even if we're not the one that's gonna have to clean it up
1: yeah yeah I think that we can bring light to it. And I think that, you know, if you're somebody that has been abused or is, like, being abused, like, know that there are people that will listen to you and that will um, take that seriously. And I'm one of those people. Like, I don't know. I know a lot of people. I know, like, I don't know. I just want to help. So, like, if you know, reach out to me on whatever platform you can and, like, let me know if you're in these situations and I'll do whatever I can to make sure that you get some sort of justice. Yeah. Like, or, like, you're just heard. You know, I think that a lot of people, like, they want to be heard. And, you know, my default is to just be there and be, like, a sounding board or, like, some, like, I'm not afraid of like losing anything for speaking out because I'd rather lose everything knowing that I did the right thing than like be afraid to not and be silent and let other people get abused more.
0: Yeah. And I think that that, if they bring up a really good point, which is like if you don't feel like there's people around you or you see something or you think you're, you're there's somebody in your life that you know that is going through something like this and you're like, I don't think that they know or I personally don't know of someone that I can really reach out to to expose this, then reach out to us because we'll expose them.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like I know a lot of other, I've seen a lot of other women in this sport like speaking out here recently since these like new, like like, this, this stuff has been brought to the light. You know, Mo is doing a really good job, but I think, you know, I don't agree with a lot of the things he does, but like he's doing a great job of like exposing this atrocity and um, you know the guys at like BJJ um, World TV TV they're like doing a good job of like I think presenting the case from a very unbiased um, here's the information just giving the information like putting it out there exposing that thing and I think that's what you know we're talking about it now and there's other stories like since this happened there's been two other women that have already spoke out within the you know that organization alone that have had problems so i know that there's a lot more and know that you know i hope that if you hear this and you are have been a victim or you are a victim like reach out to to me or to you know there's a lot of other females Um, black belts in the community that are willing to help and I know men too but I think sometimes it's a little bit easier to like reach out to another woman because it's like a little bit more understanding but I you know I want to do my best to make sure that these guys don't have the opportunity to do this to another person
0: yeah and I I agree with that and we'll leave it at that and we'll in the podcast on that note because I think it's a good one too um but yeah I know it got serious through the majority of, we kind of started off on a lot of fun things, but this is, this is a topic that it's like, it It would be nice to be able to like laugh and joke about it. And there's aspects of it that in, you know, smaller circles when, and things like that, there's things that we can talk about and kind of make light of to kind of laugh through the pain. But in, in this instance, I think it's something that deserves the, the kind of respect that, that I, I think the, the tone that we struck. So uh, I'll leave it there. Is there anything else you want to share with anybody, Jenna? No, not really. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening to Not Fighting. Uh, we will change the name of the podcast if uh, if I don't get a fight soon. <laughs> but hopefully we'll have uh, a new announcement on the, the next fight date. Jenna mentioned September uh, 24th. That's the date they've given us, so hopefully it will be in a state that, um, you know. Allows me to fight. Lose with regulations. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, in all seriousness, um, yeah, can't wait to see a fight. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll leave Thanks for listening. Thanks,
1: everybody. <laughs> Bye.